Welcome back. You are listening to episode of Amateur Hour, professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I am one of your hosts, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And let us talk about sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 105 of Amateur Hour. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag do you believe. Without further ado, Shrey, let us dive right in and get things started with the good part of the week, the weekly highs. The weekly highs. All right, folks, so I have the weekly highs this week. My personal weekly highs, I got some hairs cut, uh, lightening up for the summer. I had quite the mop on top, and now I have less of a mop. Uh, so <laughs> less of a broom, uh, less mess, because that stuff was getting into my eyes. I Literally, I was at work this past week, and right after I washed my hair, it's really, really like fluffy and like just like sits. So it was like I was like a shaggy sheepdog. That was, that was my vibe. Couldn't see anything. People couldn't see me. Was taking orders at the bar like they just they didn't know who it was so now it's it's lighter and i can see my neck again which is great for sports this week uh as we recorded our last episode it was the day of the golden knights championship uh so they won that evening congratulations to the las vegas golden knights uh winning 4-1 in a i would say more than decisive victory in game five absolutely slaughtering the florida panthers with a final score of nine to three. I mean, how often do you see that in a regular season game, let alone an elimination game in the playoffs, in the finals? Yeah, insane. It was six one after two periods, Max. Was, and they kept the the worst part is like they kept Bobrovsky out there, and I was just like, man, they are <laughs> driving the bus over him and then back and then over him and then back and then over him and then back. Like you kept him out for that whole game. He needs some milk. <laughs> yeah, he needed some milk. That whole team. Hey, but congrats to the Florida Panthers yep. for making it to the finals as an eighth seed. Again, there's lots of parity in hockey, as we have seen. And this year, I'm actually surprised at the amount of hockey that I watched. Uh, it is quite the entertaining sport. There's a lot of it's. It's actually really fun to watch. It's great. It's a great sport. A lot of action. It's fast paced. A lot of action. Yeah. Like when the when the puck is on the ice, there's like no ads. Like you can just like be watching and be like, man, I haven't seen an ad in a while. It'd be like five minutes of game time. That's the best part. It's like until something like happens, you're just kind of watching it. Right. And so, so, and then you time pass and you're like, Oh, the period's half over. And so it's great to just like fully see the sport without it being ads. And then you see the sport doing, I'm looking at yeah. you football and baseball. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, really great. And again, Congratulations to Las Vegas. That dynasty is uh, is being born. All right, Shrey, bring us down to the lows. <laughs> the lows. Yeah, Max. I'm. I don't have a personal low the, this week. I, I had a Yay! pretty normal week. Normally, <laughs> normally I find something to complain about. Um, no allergies. No, feeling no bad feeling food. Bad. No. All right. No, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Uh, I have some wood to knock on, so I've been knocking on that. Um, but I'm going to move to the sports low, which there is a lot of lows in sports recently. Um, one of them being the the final verdict of the John Morant suspension decision has been made. And Adam Silver and the NBA have given him a 25-game suspension, which I honestly think that, like, from the from from what I thought it was going to happen, I thought he was going to get a quarter of the season just for the second second offense, right? Um, but a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I talked to um, thought it was going to be more. Was was surprised, and I, I think I get that too. Like, yeah, I was surprised too because of how much suspense. No pun intended. Pun intended, actually. Uh, that Adam Silver gave throughout that final series. Right, he's like, it. "Oh boy, I'm cooking up something good. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till after the finals to deliver this wallop." Exactly. Like you had like once he, once that happened, you had people go, "Oh, like 
it's going to be half a year. It's going to be the whole year. It's going to be like, it's going to be wild, right? Like that's what you thought. But I thought what was going to happen really was like around this like a quarter, a third of the season type yeah. of deal. Like yeah. it wasn't going to be that, uh, that massive in comparison, I would say in comparison, but man, for the Grizzlies, you just made, you know, you just had a great season, number two in the West and you are going to start next season without your best player. Um, oh and, yeah th- oh, that's a wicked bummer i yeah that's tough the 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 trailer was better than the movie in terms of adam silver's suspension like he really he, he like cooked that one up he generated a lot of hype he, he did, did a great job he did media appearances about it he went like, on Mm-mm. he went on nba tv he did Mm-mm. a thing with he did a thing with um it was either dan patrick or yeah that interview yeah that interview right like like because he, we, he seemed really upset too and we're yeah. like oh man this dude's done he's cooked i was and so yeah when you when you see that in comparison to the 25 games you're like whoa what was the whole press run about why are you doing a first of all why are you doing a press run about freaking john morant uh <laughs> john morant suspension news like like i thought i thought uh if he had something to say to the nba about he or she should do it after the news because everyone's going to ask him about John Morant. Like no one's going to ask yeah. him about the collective bargaining agreement. Like no one cares right now. So yeah, yeah. I was, so I'm like, yeah. So, so tough news for John Morant, but hopefully he he figures it out. He's got a lot of time to think. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't do? know. I don't. And I don't <laughs> know. Do it better. Like what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so many schools of thought on the actual issue. I mean, it's not we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of it. Obviously, yeah. he, he technically did not do anything illegal, but did he do something that is really bad for the image of himself, his brand, and also the NBA as an organization? My kind of school of thought is like he can't bring a gun to work. And although he wasn't at work, you know, I, I it's just 25 games to me seems fair. Yeah, and I mean... It was just so much on social media that whole period. Would forty have been fair, or is that too much? Um, no, I think I think third or under third third or a quarter of the season. I don't know what a third is actually. Actually, now I think about it, but but a quarter of the season is what twenty twenty games. Third would be like thirty thirty and change. Yeah, so like I think I think that's probably okay. All right, so it's fair. So you feel like he'll it, learn his lesson? If he can't learn in thirty games plus a whole off season, then like, then like, what Stop are we playing doing with here? guns? Stop what, it! Stop! What, what, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So the, yeah, I mean, and now you hear things about the the Grizzlies with they're trying to trade Tyus Jones, who like. We'll see what happens. That's just they're 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 down. <laughs> no, you have no point guard for the first twenty five games, and they're the first rumor I see about the Grizzlies afterwards is they're trying to trade their other point guard, who's really good, by the way. I I really like Tyus Jones. So yeah, I like Tyus Jones too. I uh I thought that was a surprising surprising news to to start the week. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, Shrey, let us get into our meat and our potatoes. And as promised from last week. We've got the redraft of the 2019 NBA class. Uh, So we are going to take turns uh, picking kind of our order for the top 10 picks based off of what we know now in retrospect and in hindsight, because hindsight is always 2020. How would we change the draft from how it actually played out to what we think would be the best way to draft these guys? It's not based off of team and, you know, who would be the best fit. This is based off of, players overall performance and kind of ranking them within that class if that makes sense yeah and i love getting in the draft spirit max the draft as of this recording is coming up in a couple days yeah so uh this coming is the perfect fast. time Wimby! Wimby! so this is the perfect time to uh to do one of these redrafts we've done a couple before so i'm excited to get into it yeah absolutely uh shrey how, how would you like to do who would like to have the first pick oh Let's flip this coin, Max. I'm going to flip the coin. What do you want, heads or tails? Heads. All right. This is a Google coin, so we'll see how fair it is. Oh, Oh, I got tails, so I'll pick. All right, Um, tails, you're first. I'll pick pick first. Liar! Liar! I can't see your screen! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, 
if you want to pick Zion first over again, I'll give you the opportunity to do that. <laughs> no. If you pick him, I'm going to be pissed. You're going to be pissed? There's no way. All right, no. Pick, make you don't want me to pick him? Because I kind of want to pick him to hear you be pissed. No, Why would you pick him? <laughs> no, Why would you pick him? him? He literally does, you don't even have an argument. He admit, <laughs> I'm already getting mad thinking about it. Zion Williamson is a bust of a number one overall pick. I will say it. And outside of this Mariah Mills Twitter beef, who she has now been removed from Twitter temporarily. Haha. Um, again, I, I just want to share a stat. The guy has played since 2019. He has played in 114 games. He has missed 191. I mean, that is pretty, insane. You are paying pretty, him 30 plus million dollars a year to warm that bench. And he literally is physically fine. And that interview just ticked me off even more. He's like, oh, go back when I feel like it. That is a loser's mentality. And people are like, man, I hope he comes back because he's fun to watch. Doesn't matter. He clearly doesn't care about basketball. He's also just such a limited player. So for you guys, all the, all the, um, the hype. And all that stuff with, with like 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 for you guys to be like this is the next LeBron. Oh my God! It just it just irks me to no end. All right, with that out of my system, Trey. Who is your first pick? So number one, I'm gonna pick Zion Williamson. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no I'm, way. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick John Morant. Number one. Okay. And yeah, see, and I, I mean, I have to agree with you. Yeah. So I think I think clearly he's been the best talent uh, in this in this draft in this draft class. Uh, regardless of these uh, recent uh, digressions, or you know, I forgot the term, um, he's still he's still the best talent. He's still been the best player in this draft, I think, by far. Uh, I would say, I would say, I would say, uh, not 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 by far, but but to a decent amount. Um, so number one, Jem Rant. I think that's easy. What about you, Max? I, You're number two. No. No, I mean, Shrey, I yeah, and I just want to back up your point. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the draft holistically, right, and you look at everybody that was there and you look how they performed, John Morant is – he was rookie of the year. Or, yeah. He he was uh, rookie of the year. He was also most improved player, which I don't think he should have won. No, that was weird. And that was a year – oh, my God, who should have won that? It was somebody who, like, legitimately improved. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'll look that up while you're talking. Anyway, um. Just, just, I mean, aside from the guns thing, as of late, I mean, he is a supreme talent. His dunks, his athleticism, his, his basketball IQ, his passing ability, uh, he's a great player. And he's turned out really well for the Grizzlies, right? A franchise that was kind of mm, on and off, a lot off more than on. Draft John Morant, you can see they're, they're and, you know, putting, putting a couple different pieces around him. You can see their franchise literally start to turn around. They were the two seed last year. I mean, that's really, really impressive. So yeah. So he won over Dejounte Murray and Darius Garland. Oh, dude, both of them. Who I would I would have picked Dejounte Murray that year. I think that was the year he, he on the Spurs he, and he was he great. transcended. And yeah. I had the I had the nice little speech about him. He had the crush. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. All right, straight for my number two. My number two overall. I'm gonna draft Darius Garland. Yeah. I think that's where I was going to. That's why I said when I said by far, I didn't want to say by far because this guy's really good. Darius Garland's really good. Uh, again, another guy who's made a really big impact in Cleveland. And this past year too, I mean, he was impressive. He was really impressive. I mean, even from the jump, right? It, it was the Darius Garland, Colin Sexton days when he mm. got drafted. But you could see they they decided to stick with one guy versus the other, and they made the right choice. I know he was hurt a little bit. But man, when he's he's on the court, he's awesome. Yeah, and 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 it's crazy to see his progression, right? When we talk about that Colin Sexton years, or the year, I guess Sexton was like a twenty point per game scorer, right? So to give that up, you would think from an outside perspective, you're like, whoa, you're trading the guy that averages twenty a game. He's like a right, like he's What's like, going you know on? what I mean? Like yeah. that's crazy. But I don't think we really saw how good of a scorer Garland was. Like he had played more of this facilitating role to start his career and um, his efficiency, his aggressiveness to the rim and his, and then his shooting too. He had multiple like four five, three games. Like he's, I think he had like a nine, three game uh, this year. So it was like, this is progression as a scorer, um, but also keeping that facilitating aspect. That's why the, the, the Cavs are, did so well, even with Donovan Mitchell, who's a point guard, like kind of, he was that like score first guard. Um, he was able to still score 20 points per game because 
of how they played off of each other. So yeah, big props to, to DG. Yeah. And he's such, he's such a mobile guard and a really like solid shooter and scorer. Oh, some of his layups are absolutely insane. If you want yeah, to like finishing, learn how to do jelly, watch, watch his finishing in the paint. He's Kyrie esque uh, with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So yes, that's number two. So John Morant, Darius Garland, Trey, who's number three. I think, I think I'm going to have to go Zion here. No, I can't. incorrect. I, wrong. No, I can't. I, wrong. <laughs> I can't. I can't put That's like, well, like I, I'm looking at the class right now, right? No, I, I can name, I can name you one person that, that should be there above him. Okay. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to pick Zion here. And only because I think three is fine. Has he really done enough to justify being number three? I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, I looking, would say, I'm I would looking say at hardware alone. I'm looking at hardware alone. Who am I going to pick? I'm going to pick, what is it, this year? This year or last year is sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero. Oh. I don't think I would pick Tyler Hero over. Why not? Over Zion. Why not? I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I think in terms of skill set, even regardless of um, game, like, okay, so games played obviously is a big issue. But skill set wise, Zion has a greater uh, skill set than Tyler Hero. Whether they're playing on the court or not, like it's just facts. What you're telling me, Tyler Hero has a greater skill set than Zion Williamson? Yes, when playing. That's yes. that's not true. That's not true. How that's is that not true. true? He's a better. He's a better passer. Yeah, he's a, he's he more can fit, shoot he's, better. Okay, but he's a he's a more. And fit, he's still a good scorer. I would say, but, but dominant wise, like who can get to their shot? Who can get to their Tyler Hero? Who can get to their shot? Who can get Big to their boy spot? Z? Their no. spot. Their spot. Tyler I think Zion let him get cook. to a spot. No, let Tyler Hero cook, bro. I think Tyler's a fine four. Which Why would he have won here? six man of the year? He's a good six man. Zion yeah. Williamson, he's played more than double the game, Shrey. He's made more of an impact in Miami than he has. Miami isn't Miami <laughs> without Tyler Hero. I mean, I guess you could argue that. because oh, I thought it. you were saying I thought you were saying Zion made him more of an impact in Miami. <laughs> No, no, Tyler Hero did. <laughs> I guess you could argue that they didn't really need Tyler Hero because they played the whole playoffs without him, basically. Yeah. I mean, I that, that, prior to that. That's not a major reason. I'm just thinking, okay, how far am I going to let Zion slip? Like, like if what you're not going to pick done? him up four. Because you're not going to pick him up done? four. So he's oh, gonna be he's five? on the court. He scores 20 points per game. Boo. It, I mean, 20, more he than 26. He doesn't even play. That's, that's true. The injury issues are a big key. That's Bro, why he's not Zion one. Is a walking L. That's why <laughs> that's he's why not he's even top low. three. He's not. I think he like maybe gets top five for me. Twenty nine games this year. I don't know. I think. I think just based on the skill set alone, I he think. He, I think last. he needs to he be didn't third. Even play last I, year, he didn't even play. He, I mean, yeah, that second half, he was like twenty four games his rookie year. It's bad. Oh, it's bad. he scored twenty two points. I still think twenty two point five points per game. I still think I still think uh and also straight also might be no, no, I just want I want to offer this one thing. I want to offer this one thing for you. Okay? Yeah. He doesn't shoot threes at all. Okay? So that okay. already takes him down. Which I don't I don't His get I don't, actual I don't think efficiency that's a bad thing. is surprisingly low for just being a guy who dunks. 58% is rookie year. Okay. 61% 2020 2020 Okay. And then 60.8% this past year that's for a guy great. who is only in the paint. No, that's not that good. If you compare it to other centers and you compare it to other guys like but that, he's not a center. Bear. Oh my God. But he's, yeah, he's a six, five. I mean, he's hitting jumpers Errol. too. Like he's like Rudy Gobert. When you see him hit a jumper, you're like taking cover. <laughs> you know what I mean, right. so it's like, All right. like, All right. well, I think it. he's you know, It's your draft. It's your draft. <laughs> I think he's three. I think he's three. That might be a hot. Oh, <laughs> Boo! <laughs> all right, all right. I can take it. I can take it. I'm a champ. I want to know. I want to know if the people agree with us. I really. We'll, we'll do. find out. We'll find out very soon, won't we? Uh, Max, Tyler Hero's number four. You got four. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> but see, for here, here for me now, it gets tough because I have like, I have six guys on a list that to me they can kind of be interchange. Yeah, kinda, give or take. Some bright spots in their career. Some not so yeah. bright spots. They're not quite role players, but they're not quite stars. Right. But the next guy down for me is going to be Tyler Hero. 
think he made a big impact in Miami. I think he's a really good scorer. Is he a great defender? No, he's kind of a cone. That doesn't matter. He's a guy who fit into that system really well. He bought into what Spo was doing. He bought into what Jimmy Butler was doing. Uh, I think he's a really solid player. So, no, I get that. I think I think that that makes sense. Um, in terms of just like when we talk about the the biggest stars, I think those are like the biggest stars. Uh, the first four picks are the biggest stars of this draft, just based on how they've played, all their time on the court, that type of thing. Like name value, I think those are the biggest four stars. The order is definitely different. Yeah, but I think that's where that's where the, you got to start your draft. Mm-hmm. All right, so number five. You're right. This is a tough one. I think I'm going to have to go Jordan Poole. And I don't really like it just because of his inconsistencies and his ability. But when we talk I, about... When we, yeah, and I, I think the only reason you're saying that is recency bias. Because if, yeah. if, we, if we do this a year ago... After they won the championship and we saw what he did in the playoffs and the whole season, we're like, wow, JP is like junior splash brother. I think I really, I really um, honestly, no, okay, okay, not that far, but like the, yeah. the general opinion on Jordan Poole, especially from Warriors fans, is like, yo, this guy's my dog. They got the whole batty memes on the sideline. Now he has a bad season and people are like, oh, trade him. His value's gone, you know, da 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 da. Well, yeah, so he, so he had a bad. He had an inconsistent season, obviously, this year. But I would say he had an inconsistent playoffs last year, too. Like, even against, like, the Celtics, and, like, he he would show up one game, and then he kind of would disappear, and he'd play 30 minutes. And Steph, and it was really Steph that held, held like, held it down <laughs> yeah, that whole series. So, you know what I mean? So it's like Jordan Poole has that issue. But his scoring talent is you can't deny it, right? He's a scorer. He's a shooter. Um, he's a 20 point per game scorer at this point in his career. I think he's probably going to stay around that point. I don't think he, I think he's going to do enough to get to that point just in terms of volume. Um, and how hopefully his confidence get back, gets back to the point where he's being a little more consistent from the field. But yeah, I don't, I don't see him getting past five in this draft. Just looking at the other talent in this draft, there's good players in this draft, but he's a top five talent. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Who you got um, at six? At six. Okay. He was drafted high in the actual draft, and I think I want to keep him there. Does he ha- uh I'm gonna go with DeAndre Hunter. Okay. Here. I was looking through some of his stats because I know I've seen him in Atlanta, and I'm like, this guy is an impact guy. He's He had that nice little 27 point in the playoffs this year, but he has games like that a lot, right? Where just mm-hmm. games where he like he's feeling himself, he goes off. But I think on a night-to-night basis, he contributes a good amount of defense and a good amount of offense. Like I said, he's not quite a role player, and he's not quite a star. Um, I think he's an integral piece of what Atlanta's doing because it's like, oh, John Collins comes out, or you're like down a center, you want to run a little bit smaller. Boom, DeAndre Hunter's right in there. Um the the he does he also and there's like this is I think a mark of the draft is the inconsistencies. He does have inconsistencies in terms of absolutely when he shows up, right? He he's sure. gone he's gotten a lot of minutes in the past and he's had his minutes slowly been taken away with Bogdanovich kind of taking some of those minutes and Well, you know, I mean, yes and no. I mean, this when he when he got drafted, he was playing 32 minutes a game. Right. This past year, he played 31.7 minutes a game. But in between that, he was down to about 29 on average. So, yeah, so- small little bits, but he's still seeing a lot of floor time and shooting 44% on his career. Mm. I mean, and defensively, he's he should be better defensively than... Absolutely. He but again, he's, he has too big. he's solid. Yeah. Yeah, he's too big to not be a consistent defensive wing. And yeah. I think I think that's where he could improve. But I get it. I think he's uh, he's a big part of what they do in that wing rotation. And right, exactly. And that's what it is to me. It's like if I'm going to draft a guy who I who I need again, he's not going to be a star, but he's going to make an instant impact. Boom, DeAndre Hunter. And that's why I'd feel comfortable mm-hmm. putting him at six. I think he's he's showing a lot of value. I think he still has a good upside. You know, he's still developing. And to me, that's a comfortable pick. But again, at the same time, I want to hear your next pick because. These guys at this point are interchangeable to me. What's yours? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. So like when we look at the end of the first round, that type of deal, like there's a lot of scoring, right? 
But in terms of impact player, um, he came on this year uh, I know in a big pick. way. I know. So gonna I'm going to go with Nick Claxton. I knew you were going to pick him. Yeah. And I, I, I like, I think that uh, they finally gave him a shot in Brooklyn to be the starting center. Yeah. And I think he delivered uh, top three in blocks, right? He's just a presence that you want in terms of that, like, rim running. Um, he has he has a decent like I don't know like Rob Williams ish game where he he can kind of hit that like not not the dunk kind of layup but like a little bit further like the five footer type of deal too like he has a good hook shot. Um, no one should be able, no one should try him at the rim. I think his length is there. The issue with him and why he's kind of you know below that if he was a better one-on-one player right in terms of when he gets isoed if he was a better um he has good feet but he said he sometimes can get beat um and a free throw shooter as well he's he can't leave a man at the end of games basically nowadays um but he should be that he should be what we were at seven he should be uh seven because the minutes as he grows he'll start to figure out his game more i see him being like that 14 15 and 11 player averaging close to three blocks a game. He should do that almost every year. If he stays healthy and gets the time, I think he can be that player. Hmm. Like a Jared Allen almost, you know what I mean? Like that type of player. I like that. I like that. I'm going to say my next one. And to me, to me, this is literally, it's a three-way tie. I'm, I I like your Nick Klassen pick mm-hmm. to me. Is he top 10 over these next three guys? I disagree. I see what you're saying about impact player. And I think for his career, thank God he developed this year because years prior, Shrey, years before this, I'm like, Oh my God, it's Nick Claxton again. But once he mm-hmm. cut his hair this year, he had a transformation. I don't know who his off season trainer is, but they did a great job. He um, he felt, he felt a little more built than he was in past years where, especially he, upper body wise. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But years prior, I don't know, but I mean, I hear your point. I don't know. Nash really put him in the doghouse kind of for no reason. Like when they had Andre Drummond, they put Andre Drummond over him and then they kept trying like LaMarcus Aldridge over him at like the end of his career and Blake Griffin. And I was like, dude, you got a young guy who could actually be something at least defensively to start, but you refuse to put him in and try it out just because what he can't shoot free throws, but you're playing guys that also cannot shoot free throws and are way older than him. I yeah. don't know. So that's when I was like, when when Nash got canned, I thought, okay, maybe they'll give this guy a shot. And he 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 pretty much delivered for his first year as a full time starter. So, mm-hmm. okay. So my three way tie for so this is number this eight. Name? This is number eight. Yeah, three way tie. Any of these guys could go here. R.J. Barrett, Rui Hachimura, Cam Johnson. You got you got to pick one. I'm gonna pick Cam Johnson. Okay. And why 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 you uh, like Johnson in this pick? I like. Hmm. Should I pick Hachimura? Nah. Well, okay. So the the point I want to make about Hachimura is when you see him put in the right system, man, he he did awesome when he went to the Lakers. He was literally so so on the Wizards, and I think that's more of a testament to how bad the Wizards system and development is versus him as a player. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's just me. You see guys leave Washington and they flourish. He he's he, he, it's true. It, it's kind of become basketball purgatory at this point. It rip Chris Paul. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um. So Hachimura would is like a very close, but Cam Johnson, uh, so sad when he left Phoenix, but I think he's he found a nice little home in Brooklyn. I think he's gonna get more time. He's gonna continue to develop. This guy can shoot threes. He's a big body. Again, uh, I want him to be a little bit, kind of like DeAndre Hunter, I want him to be a little bit better of a defender on ball. Mm-hmm. But that's room for growth. He's got fantastic hair, uh, and he wants to be here. The kid's a hard worker, and I like his game a lot. I mean, if you need a shot from downtown, man, this guy's had games where he delivers, and he is on fire. And I think he's had a great start to his career, and I think he's got a lot more to go. So I would take it. I think, yeah, I think eight is absolutely respectable for him. I think yeah, I I like I like Rui. Um as a player this year, I felt like 
he was actually dependable um and he felt way more dependable on the Lakers because they actually gave him a role it felt yeah. like when he was on the Wizards they were like bouncing him around from okay is he gonna play with the starters then he'll play with the second unit and he didn't know where he really fit but his scoring talent showed right and so he was I didn't think he would be this good of a, a scorer and I <sighs> no, think he, he could, is and I think he can really be a good bench scorer on teams from now on. I don't know how many teams would would want to start him long term, but yeah. if you have him, if yeah. you have him as like a sixth or seventh man off the bench just Absolutely. to come in and drill yeah. shots and kind of he's t- he took over a couple games in the playoffs for the Lakers too, so he has that mm-hmm. kind of like aggressive clutch kind of gene in it. He came so. up big against Golden State. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh so you're Shrey number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <sighs> I'm gonna go KPJ here. I'm gonna go Kevin okay. Porter, yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. I yeah. Um, I, I I like how he's improved. Right, early in his career, he he got into he got into some you know locker room issues and stuff, and uh, kind of was uh, thrown out to the wayside because Cleveland didn't want to have that like that his impact on that team anymore. And they had a they had a bunch of guards too, right? They had at one point Sexton, Garland, and KPJ. And KPJ, they took out first because they, you know, found the incident. They were like, all right, we'll just take him out. We already have two other guards. We're going to be good. Um, and no one really gave him any mind. I think they, the, the Rockets traded him for a second round pick. Right. So he was kind of like oh, a yeah, flyer. Beans. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute flyer. And um, he's not efficient. I think that's, I think that's a big key of why he drops uh, in this top 10 of ours is that he's not efficient, but he's also, and I also want to say this, he's not yeah. a high IQ basketball player. Yeah. He does make a lot of boneheaded mistakes. Um, turnovers, oh, shot yeah, selection. Way too, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. but talent and athleticism wise. Yeah. And I think, and I think, um, as a point guard, you could do worse. <laughs> you could do worse. Like yeah, there's, like he's a he's an i think he scored 19 points per game this year i didn't think he would get that far but it's a lot of volume shooting right but um he can be a decent floor general i think for how young he is i don't know how old he is now i think he's uh probably like 22 or 23 Uh, yeah yeah he's 23 right now right he's averaging like 19 and 7 basically um, I think that's pretty good. I think that deserves uh, yeah, nineteen and five. Nineteen and five. Sorry. So I think I think he can be a nineteen and seven type player. Uh, in oh, Houston, he's, actually, he's nineteen five and five. Yeah. With so I think he can three steals. I think. However, I, I did yeah. straight into your volume shooting. He attempts six and a half threes a game. That's, that's a lot. That's too many. He, what does he shoot from three? That's down from last year at six point seven threes per game. What does he shoot from three? He has to shoot thirty percent, like 36 percent. Is not that bad. That's not that bad, actually. Two years ago, he was thirty-one. Yeah. So okay. So this, so this year was when he made his big jump, and I think I think um, Houston kind of he kind of goes under the radar because he does play for Houston. And they suck so badly. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. he was a he was a he was a big factor to why they consider him a part of that core. Right. And maybe potentially why they don't want to bring James Harden. And I think they might want to try the KPJ Jalen Green thing for at least another year or two. So I think that's why he's a good uh, top 10 pick in this draft. I think that I think that's a great pick. And my last pick for number 10, because I think. If you look at it overall. Again, this would be like either Rui Hachimura, who we talked about, if he goes 11, 12, I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to go RJ Barrett. Um, oh, okay. I think he still breaks top 10 in terms of what he's done. Again, is th- does he leave a lot to be desired and you're watching the games and you're like, RJ, no! Yes, he yes. does. But is he also a, a talented basketball player? Yes. Now, would you put... So, over Keldon. Because I see Keldon at the end of this draft. Would you do Keldon over oh. They're kind of the same player. Kind of the same player. Um. Oh my God! I but who? I, I don't know. Answer. Like that's a that's a tough thing for me because you see, you see what Barrett can be, but man, he is just so inconsistent. 
in terms of Calden also had a huge jump this year. He had a huge jump this year, but also like I mean, we're at the bottom of this like kind of like this top ten, right? So like we're kind of no, picking from inconsistencies. I'm, I'm here. going, I'm going RJ Barrett. You're sticking with Barrett, okay? I'm gonna stick with Barrett. Um, why well, you f- you feel like a Knicks GM right now, sticking with Barrett over Donovan Mitchell and sticking? With- I'm keeping him till he retires. <laughs> I'm keeping him till he retires. His, his number will be in the rafters. <laughs> I. Th- <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I would go no. Stick with your gut, dude. I think I think Barrett Johnson are kind of the same player. I think Barrett has. Um, They're both really not that. It's a better. I would say Barrett's a better transition player. Uh, Barrett is a little more athletic, and but he does leave a lot to be desired, which is why he would be at bottom of this list type of player, right? He, he he's not a great facilitator. Um, he should be a better rebounder consistently. He was a better rebounder this year, but um, just consistently. They're honestly games, kind of identical, Shrey. He's not, and he's. I, I don't see him on defense. I think that the, I think when the other team has the ball, they play five on four, because I literally cannot see RJ Barrett play defense <laughs> in my mind. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't think I've seen any defensive play. Defensive stats are really, really bad. Yeah, yeah they're anyway. they're poor. And um, two and a half turnovers per game is tough. I'm still going to go R.J. Barrett cracking top ten. Okay, Kelvin Johnson's right there. I mean, so so, and oh, I, I just oh, 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 P.J. Washington. Okay, so no, so I was going to say my honorable mentions. Right, I got yeah. people who like should absolutely be considered. Um, P.J. Washington, yeah, should be considered. He should be like right there. Caleb Martin, although he he we again recency bias is like oh he's better than he is. Still an honorable mention to me. He was completely undrafted. Nas Reed, also an honorable mention. Keldon. Um, Keldon Johnson, Rui Hachimura, because he didn't actually make it in the top 10. And also Cam Reddish, uh, who he's also been no, trying Ru- to find you, his You spot. picked Rui. No, I didn't actually pick Rui. Remember I went with Cam Johnson? Oh, I thought you switched to Rui because you talked more about Rui. No, no, no. I still went Cam Johnson. <laughs> okay, you went Cam Johnson. Got you. Um, and Cam-, Cam Reddish, who also still hasn't found a role, but like is a solid enough player to draft, I would think. Yeah. Uh, Cam, man, Cam Reddish should be so much better than he is for his size. Um, Cam Reddish and. I agree. Uh, you, Honorable you, mention you, though. Taylor Horton Tucker was a good player oh, from the draft. is in this draft. Yeah. Bull Bull was in this draft. Bull, I think he, Bull, he, Bull, 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 he showed Bull, a lot. <laughs> he showed a lot this year. Uh, I, I, I love what he did this year. Uh, yeah, th- this is a decent deep draft. Not a lot of big talent, like in terms of just like star power, but a lot of good role players that you could see um, kind of growing from this point on. And they've started growing kind of this last past this last year um, was kind of like a lot of their first big years for a lot of these players. So uh, I, hopefully that continues. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, folks. So, sure, I'm going to hand. All right, folks. So, here you have it. That was our 2019 redraft. That was fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. I had fun. Except for when you drafted Zion third. That wasn't fun. fun for me. I had the most fun when I did that. I'd literally put him lower than that. I'm still looking at this list. I would put him lower than three. I'm sorry. I You're still, I, I, You're I, I'm still this debating. You're bringing him even lower. The, I'm still debating the hero Zion. I want thing. the I tornado think... trick. I want the tornado <laughs> trick. <laughs> All right, so folks, you have our list. Number one, going down to number 10, John Morant, Darius Garland, Zion Williamson, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, DeAndre Hunter, Nicholas Claxton, Cameron Johnson, Kevin Porter Jr., and last but not least, R.J. Barrett. Very different from how it was drafted in real life. And I would say it, it should be kind of this way. This so we should be class? we should be GMs. guns and buns draft class. <laughs> the guns and buns draft class. They have how they have fallen from grade. <laughs> how how they have fallen. I mean, if we look at like pick number fourteen from the Celtics, Romeo Langford. Oof. Oh my God, the Celtics had four picks in this draft. This Max. was the worst year ever. They had so they picked Grant Williams. Uh, they picked Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, uh, Carson Edwards, and Tremont Waters, and Tremont Waters. 
What are you thinking? Danny Age was like, excellent. I have something to do on a Thursday night. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick everybody. Everybody below six foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh now before God. we get out of here, uh man, the blockbusters have already begun. Mr. Trade alert, trade alert, trade alert. Mr. Bradley Beal out of Washington, D.C. has elected to use his no trade clause and GTFO and come down here to the Valley, baby. Bradley Beal is now a Phoenix Sun. Shrey, thoughts on that trade? Um, the, the Wizards are the Houston Texans of the NBA. A poverty franchise oh i didn't even tell what it was traded for bradley beal oh yeah tell the package massive massive contract so people are like oh this was purely a salary move they traded (laughs) bradley beal for chris paul landry shamit some pick swaps and some second rounders yeah and oh my god another part you're missing too is that the Wizards, because this is not fully finalized yet, they've been trickling out like more details about this trade. And the Wizards are going to, ha- I think they're going to add Jordan Goodwin, who is a young point guard, 20, I think he's like 23, 24 years old. Um, he played a lot of games for them at the end of the year and played well, I would say. And so he's going to, he might be like an, a decent rotation guard in Phoenix now because they need a guard if they're trading Chris Paul. He might be a guy with campaign that gets good guard minutes and he plays well. He's like a he can pass, he can score. Um he he's decent. So I kind of like him. And so they traded him with Bradley Beal. So then not only did they get that package, they traded him. And then they traded uh a kid in the G League uh by the name of Isaiah Todd. Uh he's had some rough years in the G League, but he's only 22 years old. And um we've seen players in that system like you said, Rui Hachimura, go on and flourish in other places, right? So Jordan Gooden and Isaiah Todd, if one of those hit and you're getting Bradley Beal. Yeah. And, and, insane. And, and, no, 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 that's insane. So I'm looking at these numbers right now, okay? I'm going to read you these numbers, and I want you to guess what they are. Okay. Three, five, six, nine, six, four, five. Those are the assist numbers for Jordan Goodwin in his last, what was that, seven games of the year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's all in 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 around 20-ish minutes, some high 20 games, no more than 30 minutes. So you give him good minutes with a second unit, and he can he can be a point guard for you, Max. Like that's not that's no joke. He can be a decent guard for you. His last stat line, so he got 30 minutes. He dropped 22 points on 8 of 14, 3 of 8 from downtown, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. He's playing 2K. I like the player, and I don't know why you need to tra- – like, you already are trading Beal for nothing, and then you're trading more chips. Dude, rip Chris Paul. Wow. Remember when they thought Chris Paul was waived? Now, I, I think that's <laughs> – I think it's good. So So, and they also – the Suns and the Celtics is funny because they both made similar statements recently. They're like, we really don't care about the money and we're not going to make moves based off of the money and the salary cap and stuff. Like we're going to use our exceptions, use our trade clauses, go over the cap, pay the tax, whatever, whatever. Cool. I like that. Remember I said a couple of years ago, I was like, when you make moves based on salary alone, you put yourself in a really weak position. That would be like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not going to sign Jalen Brown to the Supermax because we're worried about the money and the cap. Yeah. F that. So the Suns are like, oh, he's got a big salary. We had to take on a little bit more money. Cool. Now we have a third star. Can I add a couple? Can I add a couple thorns? Please. On the Sun yeah. side. Okay. Yeah. One is, I like PG Booker. I like PG Booker. I do too. Um, but I'm I'm worried about the fit a little bit with Booker and Beal because Beal is a better facilitator that we give him credit for. He's had to be mainly a scorer because the wizards are so garbage outside of him. Right. And then they had Westbrook and remember when they had Westbrook and a real facilitator, they made the play in, they made the, uh, they made the playoffs. Right. Um, They, they had that, that second half stretch where they played really well, but then without him and how they've kind of held the team outside of him, 
he's had to only score and he's a better assist play, um assist, uh, i would say assistant he's a better passer than we give him credit for yeah, yeah, yeah you're kind of forcing him now to be just a pure scorer because durant is a good facilitator and booker is a really good facilitator I don't know if you're gonna get the uh, most of out of Beal's skill set. Teacher, yes, I have a question. Teacher, yes, I have a question. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> yeah, Shrey, I don't I don't think in I don't know too many times in the history of basketball when having too many guys who are good and willing passers is a bad thing. I get where you're coming from, and I think you're thinking of okay, traditional point guard brings ball up, point guard looking for assist. How are they going to do that? But when I think of basketball plays, and I have three guys that are both pass and scoring minded, and KD, Beal, and Booker, I think the like that that to me is a recipe for success. Finding and being unselfish, finding an open pass to get a good shot. But then, what about the clay, what about the the potential for it to turn not as toxic as the situation, but as confusing? And that's that Brooklyn Nets situation with Kyrie Harden. Oh my God. They just and pass it to each other 30 well, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two-game simulation from before they started playing together. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't think like that, but I think, like, who – it's a thing of, like, the defined role. And if everyone is trying to consider them an alpha, then it's going to be difficult. But if Beal Bradley, comes I think- into the situation and says, it's Booker's team, I'm going to play off of him – don't worry about me. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to find myself open. He's got to take ego out of it. If he could take ego out of it, which is something the Brooklyn situation never did happened. Did not it, happen at all. Then it's going to work. It's going to work I if think that he happens. Can. I think he can. Ego is the big issue. Yeah. So I've seen, so, and in, in, in I have very limited evidence. Here's what I'm going to go off of. Bradley Beal's really, part of my French, really great speeches I'm going to edit that out. Uh, Bradley Beal's really great speeches to kids in his um, camps and his programs, talking about getting rid of ego, talking about getting rid of this personality of like playing basketball for the art and the hard work and the determination, the grit that goes into playing this sport. I think Bradley Beal has a great mind for the game. Like you said, he's in Washington, a poverty franchise where he literally has to do everything. And he's like, good Lord, it's got to yeah. be me. Yeah. And he is. He's a great scorer. And it's but I think me. Yeah. he didn't come to Phoenix to be like, this is going to be my team. Devin Booker is that guy. The fans know Devin Booker is that guy. The organization knows Devin Booker is that guy. Even Kevin Durant, who is that guy, came here and is like, Kevin, Devin Booker is that guy. Yeah. I think Bradley Beal is going to come here and do exactly what you said. I'm giving benefit of the doubt. Unless I go in there, watch him, and he's a cone on defense, and he just wants to take all these shots, then I'll be like, what the heck? But if I look at it realistically, he's an upgrade from Cameron Payne. He's an upgrade, maybe not in playmaking, in you know leadership, but in other aspects from Chris Paul, if you're putting him at the one. Uh, and he's an upgrade from, I would say, Terrence Ross, too, hey, oh. who's still technically going to be on the roster. But I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, Katie and Booker, you, you kind of rotate that out. I, I, I think it's, it's going to be a good addition if I'm being positive about it. Okay, uh, one more thorn for you. And I, one I, more thorn. How do you think DeAndre Ayton? Get him out of here. Well, get him out of here. I would too, but there's there's reason to believe that he stays on this roster at least for the first half of the year, if not to start the year, if not the whole year, right? Just yeah. because of how much, how many moves they can make, who's gonna want to take him, what's coming back. This with the new CBA, only certain pieces can come back. It's very confusing to me now that they're in that second apron, like it, like their possibilities being restrictive and all the stuff. It's confusing. I don't want to get into that. But say he stays on the roster, this feels like more of a reason for DeAndre Ayton to go further and further into the shadow realm. You know what I mean? Where it was like, yeah, you already were kind of he was kind of getting like isolated out. He was isolating himself out of there. Cause he just, he, yeah, it felt like, you know, he had Paul, he had Booker, he had Durant. He didn't want to do much on both sides of the court, to be honest, consistent. Yeah. You watch him. You're now, like, what the hell boy? Yeah. And now he's not, he's not going to get the ball as much as he did. Right. He scored what he was like a 16 point per game scorer this year. 16, 17 point per game. Yeah. I, I don't think he reaches like 13. I think he's like a 13, 14 point per game ah, score this year. 
Max, like, where is okay. he going to get the yes, chance yes, to yes, score yes, in yes. the paint? If he, uh, yeah. I think he, I think this is more of a reason for him to just not play what he should be playing up to, what his par should be. You know what, Trey? And I agree with that. I agree with that. I think. I I I think I think that's I think that's it. Right? It's like okay. Hmm. Here's the thing that really like, puzzles me, and we could dive like, into the psychology of DeAndre Ayton, right? Yeah. Because it's why did he feel like he needed to be pushing the shell in the first place? Was it just the issues with Monty that kind of pushed him in here? Was he oh, this yeah, guy yeah. all along? Does he right. really not care? Does he care and just like can't put it together? So many questions around that. I think, Shrey, your your proposed possibility of him going further into that shell and being like, well, they don't even want me here, kind of yeah. throwing a temper tantrum, is very, it's very plausible. Could even be likely. Um, do I hope that's not the case? Yeah. But do I think it could happen? Yeah. Do I yeah. think, again, if I'm thinking positively and he just says, oh, I'm going to suck it up and we'll be fine. I haven't seen enough of that from him to think that it's going to work out well. Do I hope that he gets moved? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just who's coming back. I honestly think I like how Jock Landell plays. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if there was a stopgap yeah. for a certain time, I think I know I know it's not going to work long term. Um, he's Jock Landale is good. At he just one has so much more energy than Aiden only. does. Absolutely. He wants it. He's one of those high motor guys, but the only thing I'd say I really trust him to do is to get rebounds mm. and run the floor. I like how he runs the floor. Aiden does not run the floor. Like Jock Landale does. Oh my God. Aiden, in the lane. Aiden is in the AD camp of like, <laughs> I'm just going to take my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. But I think overall the Suns have to have won this trade just because of how bad the wizards look in terms of the players that they gave up the players that they receive and now if chris paul goes out the door who the heck is going to play on this team if they don't have chris paul if kuzma doesn't want to resign and if they end up trading porzingis or something like i don't know like what the goal is and i don't know what draft they're looking for in terms of okay we want a high pick because we think x player in 2024 five or six are going to be the best player I don't know what they're looking for. That's too far in the future. And to not have that um, that plan in place and just kind of, oh, we're just going to, oh, we're going to do our rebuild now when you should have done it like three years ago. It doesn't make any sense right now. Poverty franchise. I agree. Uh, we're going to see where Chris Paul ends up. And, and I think he's another topic worth talking about in the future. But I'd like to see kind of where his home is going to be for, I don't think the guy's going to win a ring. Sorry. That's tough to hear, but yeah, I feel tough to hear. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Oof. Oof. But hey, thanks to what he did in Phoenix. I think he did a lot. You know, that first year was was almost title year. Mm-hmm. Uh, making it to finals is a huge thing. So yeah, that's what's up. All right, folks. Well, that's about it from us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.